Welcome to The Climate Fix. My name is Asim. On this show, we shine a spotlight on nonprofits, academics, corporations, startups, anyone working on a solution to the climate problem. Today's episode recorded on April the 10th, 2020, I spoke with Dave Schools, Head of Marketing of Hopin, the first all-in-one interactive live online events platform. Dave lives in Richmond, Virginia and has been writing about entrepreneurship on Medium for about six years now in the publication Entrepreneur's Handbook, which he launched in 2014. It's now a top 40 medium publication with over 140,000 followers. His writing has been published on CNBC, Smashing Magazine, Inc., Business Insider, and elsewhere. And you can also find him on Twitter as Dave Schools. That's one word, Dave Schools, but with three O's in schools. I first heard of Hopin late 2019 in the climateaction.tech Slack channel. It looked really interesting, so I clicked the link and signed up to the beta. An hour or so later, Dave contacted me in surprise. We couldn't believe ourselves because we both knew each other. About eight years ago, I used to own a small web and mobile development agency called Bubblegum, and Dave was one of our clients. As a professional speaker, I've spoken at a lot of conferences. When I've seen people try to do online conferences, they often make the mistake of thinking, it's just a talk given online. But the social connections of an in-person event are just as important, if not much more so, than the talks. And Hopin seems to get that. We spoke about the environmental impact of events, how Hopin is trying to solve that, how they are trying to build into their platform the sense of connection you get at a physical event, as well as the founding of Hopin and what keeps him motivated every day. Let's dive in. Hi, Dave. Welcome to the show. Hey, Sam. Good to be here. Awesome. So what is the climate problem that you are solving? We are solving the problem of the events industry's impact on the planet. The event industry has a massive impact on the planet from a carbon footprint standpoint with travel, waste, energy. Uh, Travel especially is 90% of uh, what causes the most carbon emissions with with events. Uh, But that's by moving events online with Hopin, we are now cutting down all of the physical uh, ramifications of events because um, people can be at home. And so do you have some numbers for the amount of carbon perhaps an event or the event industry releases into the atmosphere? Sure. With uh, the average conference attendee uh, produces over 170 kilograms of CO2 emissions per day. At a trade show with 5,000 people, uh, despite recycling and composting program efforts, almost half of the rubbish will still go to a landfill. A three-day conference of 1,000 people creates 5,670 5, kilograms of waste. Um, that's about the weight of four compact cars from a th- three-day conference with 1,000 people. So you can have 1,000 people in a, in a hopping event, and there's none of that because um, we're, we're just on our, on our computers or on our phones at home. Yeah, and I have been to quite a few events as part of my job so it is something that i've often thought about there's very few events i've been to that are carbon neutral i have been to some but most of them don't think along these lines so how is hopin helping to solve this talk me through hopin what is it yeah hopin 
is a virtual venue for live online events. It has uh, core areas that replicate the in-person event experience almost exactly, or as closely as possible. That was our, our thinking in de 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 designing the application, was how do we take a conference, a meetup, all the various forms of events and create a, a web-based application that replicates that, that in-person benefit of face-to-face -face interaction. Historically, webinars in the virtual event industry haven't been the most interactive or uh, great for meeting people or connecting with people and growing one's network. They're, they're great for you know, going through content and a PowerPoint, similar to like a video conferencing call. But as far as re reproducing the event experience, um, it's lagged behind. So Hopin has these core features uh, of a stage, a main stage, it has sessions for breakout rooms, and it has a networking area for one-on-one -on -one meetings and an expo for virtual vendor booths. Uh, and it's kind of all the experiences of a, of a conference uh, and, and online events uh, into an on online event. So I, I am the nature of kind of a stage, which is mirroring me going to a conference and sitting in an audience and, and watching somebody present a talk. I'm really interested to know about the other features that you've got, because normally when I've seen solutions out there that do what Hopin is claiming to do, it's just that, it's just the stage feature. So what's this session and networking and other things that taught me through that? What do those look like? Yeah, the, the best way to do it would be to, to show you a visual of these, because that, that will do much better than than my words will try and, but I'll, I'll try and paint, paint the picture. Uh, stage, like you said, yeah, it's it's uh, the arena, the auditorium, the area where your keynotes and presentations take place for up to 100,000 people. Then you can move to the sessions area and hop in, and that's kind of where we call them virtual roundtables. People can circle up on camera, up to 10 on camera, and 500 people watching a session. So that's where there's like a, you know, video conferencing uh, room built into your Hopin event, and you can have hundreds. And this is how we facilitate the tr the, the track, multi-track experience of an event. So you can have these concurrent sessions going on, uh, and people get really creative with them. So it's that's kind of like the the group uh, function of Hopin. Then you have the networking area, and this is a very uh, surprising and delightful surprising delight feature of of hopping where it's essentially the best and the worst way to describe it is a professional chat roulette built inside your event and it allows you know for connection discovery because it one one of the challenges with with uh designing hoppin was how do you replicate the coffee in the hallway discussion like the bumping into at lunch or like a happy hour conversation um that's where our networking feature at Hopin uh, facilitates that. So you can you essentially go to the networking area, you click the ready button and you're matched up with someone for a one-on-one -on -one conversation set to a timer that the organizer determines. And then you keep meeting people and you build your network and there's a connect button. If both people click it, it's a virtual business card exchange and you get a summary of your connections at the end of the event for following up. So you can build your network that way. The other thing, to mention the last area of Hopin is the expo area. And there you can have as many vendor or sponsor uh, exhibitor booths as, as you want. And that can have pre-recorded content, that can have live video. Uh, there's lead gen, CTA buttons, uh, customizable copy, and special event offers and a dedicated booth chat. 
uh, in the in the expo area. So it really facilitates that uh, um, the physical booth, like trade show, job fair sort of setting. And we've heard from some of our users that they receive five to six times more leads from a hop-in expo than, than a physical expo because it's that much easier uh, to, to jump into. Well, that's interesting. I love the idea of the networking feature. And I love the fact you're focusing in on you know, the hallway track. And that's something I've spoken about to a number of people at length. People, when they mirror an in-person event online, they think it's the stage. Whereas I've been to so many events, it's not the stage. I speak at a lot of events and I often say these days, I'm the sideshow. I'm the excuse for why you got the ticket to go to the event. The real event is meeting other people and having that networking and connection. I'm really glad that you're focusing on that. And also as an introvert, I'd rather have like a guaranteed one minute conversation that has a guarantee of ending. Sometimes in a hallway track, you can get trapped in a corner and needing to escape. So yeah, talk to me about the Expo booth. I work at Microsoft. I've had to stand in Expo booths uh, quite a fair chunk of my career. How does it work inside Hopin? As an audience member, how do I wander around and find an Expo booth? Check that out. Sure, yeah. In in Hopin, you have our Expo area, and that's where attendees can self-navigate, explore the Expo booth, the various vendors and sponsor and products and services that are set up there. Booths are great for showcasing uh, products and services in, in Hopin, and uh, we have large, medium, and small booths, so the real estate and setup of a trade show and a fair can kind of be replicated in Hopin, and you can order and give rank to uh, these different booths, um, tiering them, uh, and when you enter a booth, you can watch a promotional video, any sort of video content in uh, in a booth. You can live stream into a booth, like from an actual, you know, booth where say you know if you're in person at uh, a trade show and then you're addressing people you know face to face then you could turn to the computer and address your digital uh, booth visitors and answer questions live to them as well so you can hybridize yeah you're talking about like a hybrid in-person online event because when people do try and hybridize an event it's just the talk they don't do the other experiences totally and this is this is a huge uh and we're going to see this more and more once things kind of reset after COVID-19, if it ever goes back to to being normal, but uh, hybrid events. So you have a physical event, you want to reach your global audience, you can layer on top a hopping version of your event where you not only pipe in the keynotes, uh, which is typical, you live stream the, the keynotes, but now your virtual attendees can network and jump into conversations in the sessions area and visit the virtual booths of that event online. And I was reading your mission statement, and you actually have two there right now, which I want to talk about the other one as well. So the first mission for Hopin is the environmental impact and the climate impact of conferences. But it sounds like COVID is also a mission now as well, because as you said, there's a safety issue with meeting as well now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, with our mission at Hopin is better connections for a better world. We're giving people the ability to, to connect uh, at events that are online in a way that doesn't harm the environment. And it's something that people can access. Because uh, a lot of times if you have a San Francisco tech conference, that's expensive, there's travel, like that's, it's hard to get to for folks uh, who don't have the funds so, uh, or the time. So Hopin, uh, the, the two-prong mission is now becoming a third prong, sustainability, accessibility. Now with COVID-19, we're seeing safety as uh, a huge 
use case for hopping is people can still have their events now with no risk uh, and still maintaining social distance during this time. And I think for me, that's something I've thought of a lot since COVID comes along. So I'm a regular conference speaker, or I have been in the past, probably like, I don't know, 100 conferences or something. And would I go back to that? What's it going to look like now? Am I going to be happy to go back to an in-person event? If I do go back to an in-person event, what precautions am I going to take for that? And so, yeah, it made sense what you're talking about. And I also want to speak to your accessibility mission as well. I want to thank you for that also, because that's something I talk about as well. I think I did an analysis earlier this year, or one of my team did an analysis earlier this year. And 90% of the in-person events were in Europe and the Americas. Only 10% were in Middle East and Asia. And I think that's a statement regarding in-person events are not accessible for everybody. They're predominantly like a European American thing. And if you're doing an event in Asia, it's a lot harder to cross those boundaries, fly over to an event, pay that price ticket. And so, yeah, that, that's really good as well. So I really liked that both of those. That's a good uh, segue into the founding of Hoppin, how Hoppin came to be initially was Johnny Bufferhat in London is the founder. And he, he had some health complications that, uh, brought him basically he had to stay home and couldn't go out and meet people and couldn't participate and kind of keep up a social life and the solution as a as a developer he built a, a platform it was our networking area he essentially built that so that he could still meet new people without uh having to go to go out and shake hands with people so he he built that solution uh it was around two years ago and then it's it's really come a long way. It's advanced from just our networking tool to to now a full fledged conferencing platform. Yeah, I see. So he wrote the professional chat roulette aspect of it. Yeah, I can see that. Exactly. And I mean, you're right with with people. We have a global user base: uh, Africa, Middle East, Asia, Japan, uh, Australia all these folks, uh, and and uh, South America, and of course Europe and, and North America. These all these we see these countries represented on at all hopping events and that's something that's really neat uh now is that you can with our social networks and our subscriber lists how do you bring all of them into the same place to meet each other uh you can do a facebook group or something like that but that's largely still uh asynchronous meeting it's just text uh pictures you miss each other there's nothing live really happening and if it's a facebook live video that's just one to many broadcasting. That's everybody watching a screen. It's like a, it's like watching YouTube. So, so really there's no interaction between that group. And like you said before, that's where the value is, is people in the group. I don't know if you're a part of some, I'm sure you are like awesome Facebook groups or awesome email lists. And you want to have the, the, the value is meeting each other and having those conversations. Uh, so now with, with Hopin, that's, that's the next step, step of community engagement is you can bring your entire global audience together into one place and they meet face to face like like we are right now. And that's hugely valuable and much more than just a feed of yeah. posts. Uh, and then what also with that is you start get running into time zone issues because now your event, which was previously four, four to eight hours, uh, the your global audience is coming. They live, you know, 12 hour difference differences away. So now you start seeing 24 hour events and three day events, like round the clock content 
uh, to service, you know, the organizers, full, full audience around the world. Are those the kind of events that you're seeing people use Hopin to run? Yeah, absolutely. With Hopin, our, our, with the platform, when you sign up, uh, the, the default max uh, time limit is 72 hours. So you can run a 72 hour event. Anybody can. Uh, and we see 24 hour events happening uh, all the time because of that. They want folks on, on both sides of the world to be able to partake. I love that because I often say that an online event is a different medium than an in-person event. And if you're trying to mirror an in-person event online, you need to think about the disadvantages that online has versus in-person and the advantages online has to in-person. And a 24-hour event is not something you would typically have in an in-person event. And I like the way people are using the platform for that. And I'm excited to see how things happen in the future and what people think about how they use the platform. I was going to say that some of the use cases we see are really creative. We see DJs coming on stage. We see yoga sessions and like workout events, uh, birthday parties, proposals, weddings. This is all happening online uh, on, on Hopin. And of course, business events, you know, meetups, anywhere from nonprofit, you know, membership based events to corporate team meetings, offsites. Uh, to just families getting together. Uh, Hopin is designed, and it was an, a, an early conversation I remember having is which vertical are we building for? None, we're building for all of them. It's a horizontal platform. And we, we have this word that we, uh, that you'll hear Johnny say a lot, opinionated. We don't, we don't wanna be an opinionated platform. We want to give basically organizers the tools to be creative and express themselves and design a custom experience that best fits the goal and nature of, of their events. Yeah, and that's great as well. So weddings is a new one that I hadn't really considered, but I have heard of people having COVID weddings remotely. So yeah, that's really good. So talk to me a little bit about what state company's at, what's going on, where are you? Yeah. We just recently, earlier this year, raised a six and a half, six and a half million dollar round for, led by Excel Ventures and uh, Slack's investor and a number of key strategic angels also invested in us. So. Um, that's where we're at now. Our, our team is at uh, 35 people. We're hiring like five people next week are coming in. So we're, we're booming right now and growing as fast as we can to meet the global demand we're seeing from, from this current environment. And whereabouts are you based? You mentioned the founders in London. You're based in Richmond. Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, we're a distributed company. Headquarters, uh, the documented headquarters is London. Uh, and then we have hubs kind of around the world, uh, South Korea, India, Portugal, Turkey, Canada, the States, uh, we're, we're all over. Yeah, I just realized as a firm that does, well, basically remote presence, then you're distributed, right? So you're putting your money where your mouth is and you are a distributed firm. Yeah. Absolutely. And how uh, Johnny and I met initially was uh, I joined the company without ever meeting in person. So it shows like a shift that's happening with improvements in technology for opportunities and partnerships and businesses to start without ever having to shake hands. I think that's becoming more and more, and I would, I would predict that that's gonna become more and more common. Yeah, I would agree. So how does this scale? Like what is the route from where you are right now to the maximum potential, and I'm coming at this from a climate impact, the maximum potential climate impact of Hopin? Yeah, totally. I mean, we're right now due to COVID-19, we have a, cr a crushing level of inbound that we're seeing. 
so that's I mean we're we're scaling faster than than uh, we ever expected to before this this hit, um, and then for like years from now where where this is going is we foresee every every event uh, ideally I mean this would be great every event having a hopping version either transitioning to online entirely or having an option uh, to attend a virtual version of that event so that they so that uh, the environment can be uh, the environmental impact can be reduced uh, that's that's where we see this I know Cisco is already doing this uh, and other other companies have a virtual version so that uh, travel doesn't have to take place you know uh, and I think that's that's what we're going to be seeing going forward is is that sort of adoption as as virtual event technology uh such as hopping like improves the overall experience because what's why do we go to events this is kind of how i how i think about it like at at the deepest level like why do we go to events and i, I think it boils down there's a number of reasons of course and an infinitude of reasons but i think largely it's it's content and connections people and what we learn uh from the talks and i think in the past we ha we've webinars and that sort of online experience has been good for learning content but not not like we were saying before not great for meeting people or growing one's network um so as that second component to a great event experience starts to to improve online i think that shift from physical to online is going to increase uh from from an adoption standpoint so i like that so now i see the hybrid approach is almost like a strategy to help conferences that perhaps haven't embraced online fully yet that's going to be a way to get them on so what's your background what inspired you to co-found hopin yeah i mean that's johnny Bufferhead is the founder of hopin he's the founder and ceo and he he largely he uh solely came up with the idea uh, like I said, over two years ago, and has been building it. And I joined September 2019. And you could say that I was the first customer and first employee of Hopin, in the sense that when I when I first met Johnny, which was 100% remote, and part of my background, I'm, I'm the founding editor of Entrepreneur's Handbook. It's a medium publication with over 100, 130,000 readers. And uh, through that, I get to meet some pretty incredible CEOs and founders. And one of them was Johnny. And when I saw what Johnny was building, having a community myself through my publication and a, a list, I wanted to skip the Facebook group uh, interaction. That's a ton of work. Like a Slack community is a 24 seven job to manage. Like that's, I've been there. It's tough uh, for one person. You know, like that, it takes a lot of work. So I wanted to jump into what's the the most high and highest impact of interaction that I can give my community with it being like less work for me. And also maybe I can generate some, some revenue too. And so Johnny, Johnny shows me hopping and it's the platform that a gets people from around the world face to face. B is easy to set up and manage as a, as a sole organizer. And then C like I can charge tickets for it. So I'd launched a couple of events uh, on hopin easiest couple grand ever made uh and uh that like the, the lights turned on basically and said this is this is the next big thing uh and that's where John, johnny and i just kept going back and forth he would show me improvements on 
on the product side and uh, just get, kept getting better and better. And then one thing led to the next. We uh, I jumped on board and I flew over to London to actually meet him. Oh, brilliant. So the co-founders didn't meet each other until after the deal was signed. And again, I think you're living the hop-in mission there. It can be tough sometimes to stay motivated. So I was just going to ask you, you know, do you have any tips or tricks or what keeps you motivated to continue this work, especially when you reach the low moments? I love hiking and walking outside. And uh, obviously it's been a little reduced with uh, today, what's going on today, uh, rock climbing, um, all sorts of sports. Uh, my wife and I play together. Uh, we just love the outdoors. And so, you know, like we, I work from home. I have a home office uh, and the days are long, and, you know, with, with the work that we're doing. Uh, but sometimes just stepping outside, walking around the block, taking my daughter for a stroll. Uh, she's one. Taking her for a stroll and seeing the blue sky, seeing the green trees, you know, uh, it, it it allows for a, a reset a little bit. Uh, you know, I take a few breaths and then head back in. Um, so that that helps for for like a refreshing and a motivation for, to keep to keep going. And then the other side of it is uh, people that we get to meet and see uh, and empower and and facilitate these awesome and creative experiences that are happening on Hoppin. It's brilliant. It's like to see those every day is, is a huge thrill. And then I get to work with a great team that's pioneering, you know, the, the future of events essentially. And that's, that's also very thrilling to wake up to. Yeah, definitely going outdoors, seeing nature, being part of it, getting one with it. That gives me a lot of energy as well. People creatively using your platform, I could imagine is quite inspiring. The one ask I would make of folks is to give online events a try. Uh, I don't blame folks for, for thinking that online events are not the best experience because uh, historically they've been cruddy. I know like it's, uh, it's not an adequate replacement and it will never be a replacement for physical in-person events. But I would say today, give online events a try. Uh, because I think that the connection side, the relational, like personal and authentic side is getting better and better every day with, with uh, technology. So that's, that's, I guess what I would, whatever your use case is, whatever industry you're in, whatever your organization is doing, there's probably a place for bringing people together online in a way that doesn't impact the environment, like a physical event. And it's a lot, a lot easier uh, to do and to put together. So I'd, uh, that would be my ask is to, before hosting a physical event, maybe consider the options for hosting an online event. Yeah, and I would agree as well. That's a great ask to have. Thank you so much, Dave. Thank you for your time spending with me today. It's been really entertaining and really great chatting to you. And thank you for all the great work you're doing at Hopin. Totally, my pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to Asim Hussain on The Climate Fix. If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe on your favorite podcast application. It really does help. Information about this episode, including all the links that we mentioned, can be found on our website, theclimatefix.com. If you want to message me, you can find me on Twitter as jawache, or you can email me at hello at theclimatefix.com. If you want each new episode neatly packaged together with the show notes and sent to your inbox weekly, then subscribe to our newsletter, 
which you can again find on theclimatefix.com. Till next time.